All right, guys, welcome back to another Q&A episode with Mr. Jason Kalipa. We have a good question here. Jason and Gabe, you two always seem to have your hands in a lot of cool business ventures. What's your advice on how someone can get their foot in the door and create opportunity in business ventures that light them up? And this is from Tom. What's up, Tom? So I actually think that, you know, for me, I, I probably exposed myself to too many business ventures if I, if I'm being honest, right? Um, man, I could go back in time to the amount of, dude, I, I invested in this thing called batter blaster with like a, a, a waffle spray. Um, I've done, dude, I've done so many, so many different things, too many different things that took me away from the core focus of what I really knew. And so I would say, how do you decide what business ventures you want to go into is a, are you uniquely qualified in there? And do you have an expertise in it? Um, or B, do you have a really strong relationship with someone who does have a unique experience in that? So I'll give you an example. Stocks, crypto, let's use crypto. Crypto is a great example, right? I do not have an expertise in crypto. I have just enough knowledge in it to be dangerous where I think I know something, but I really don't. And I've invested in crypto and I lost my shirt one time on something called Cheta. I thought that I was a, you know, baller crypto investor, business venture, and I really didn't know much about it. And so you got to ask yourself, if you're trying to start a new business venture, how am I going to win? What makes me uniquely qualified to go into this venture? And why am I going to outlast or perform better than others in the marketplace? And I think when it comes to fitness, when it comes to certain things like that, we are uniquely positioned because of our background. But when we've tried to go out and do other business ventures that we are not familiar with, that's where I've seen myself fail time and time again. So how do you choose? You pick things you care about and that you're uniquely qualified in. That's the way I'd start. Yeah. You know, for me, the question, it, it, it's tough because I think that there's a difference between what I think he's asking, which is like, you know, having these like little things that are side projects, like for me, for example, right? Like the things that I've done that might be, you know, quote unquote, cool business ventures, whether it's getting into like collectible sports cards, whether it's, you know, starting a podcast with my, you know, then fiance, now wife, like kind of stuff like that. The the farm, for example, like oh, yeah, those the have farm. let's go the farm, you know, th those have all been things that I think never was I like, Hey, this podcast is going to be the thing. And I'm just going to like, I'm, I'm moving in this very, like, streamlined direction to make this be the only thing that I do. And I want to be the next, you know, Chris Williamson, whatever that like has a podcast and that's my thing. Same thing with the farm, same thing with like, you know, messing around with collectibles and stuff. Like to me, it's always been just little side projects here and there. And then I think that if that's the question that you're asking, I think it all comes down to just like something you genuinely enjoy. I think where people get, where people get tripped up is doing things because they see other people doing it and having some sort of like monetary success, right? Like, oh, like I'm seeing everyone else invest in crypto. So I'm going to get into it, even though it might not be something that you like enjoy deep diving into and learning and like really understanding so that you can be successful in it. Same thing with like collectibles, same thing with like even starting a podcast, like, oh, everyone else is starting a podcast. I'm just going to start one because everyone else is doing it. I think that for these things to like add to your life. Same when we talk about training, not take away from it, not be another stressor. It just needs to be something that you're like genuinely interested in and genuinely enjoy. The farm is a good example of that because dude, the farm and like getting it to the point 
when it was like at its peak where we were, you know, working the farmer's market every Saturday, selling our pork and had a ton of animals out here. Like the amount of work that went into that man was out of control. And it was, but it was fun. It was fun. We like signed up for it because we wanted to learn and because it was something that like, you know, me and Ariel wanted to do together. And I think that like, if that's how you're making the decision of what you get into, it's just something you generally enjoy, then that's how I would go about it. On the flip side, if the question you're asking is like, Hey, how do I become an entrepreneur and like figure out the thing that is going to make me like have control over my schedule and like be able to be like, you know, my, my, you know, breadwinning thing. Then I think it's the answer you gave, which is like, what are you specifically, you know, skilled to do plus what you enjoy. And then I think that it's important to be super focused and not have anything distract you, especially in the beginning stages where you're like, you're trying to build something up. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get tripped up because they kind of have like the squirrel, you know, uh, mindset where it's like, then it's the next big thing that takes them away from the one thing that they're trying to build to be like, you know, their, their primary thing. Dude. I love it. You gotta love those side hustles. You know, you know, my first legitimate side hustle, uh, legitimate is I was working at the traditional gym and I was making good money selling gym memberships. And at the time, Nintendo Wii came out. Do you remember the Nintendo Wii? This was my first real hustle. This was a good one. And Ash and I were trying to make some extra money to go to Barcelona. And so (laughs) we, we found out that the Wii's were selling for like $300 over MSRP on Craigslist, maybe even $500. And so what we did is one morning we went out to Best Buy and there was a line. We're like, oh, what's going on? So we got in line, we bought a Wii. We then sold it on Craigslist and we made 300 bucks. Like, wow. Okay, cool. The next weekend we did it again. The next weekend we each bought one. The next weekend we ended up getting five of our friends to each buy one. And I paid them each cash because just one per person. And we ended up selling those. We ended up doing this for like a couple of months right before Christmas while the Wii's were super hot. We made some good money on it. But that was when I knew, man, I just had that entrepreneurial bug. and I just loved it. I loved the idea of like putting in the hard work and making the money. Uh, that one didn't last that long, obviously, because of the holidays and we became like a, a commodity. But that was my first like entrepreneurial one. Uh, I just thought I'd share that with you. And I, I didn't know much about it. I was just doing it because I wanted to try and go to Barcelona. <laughs> That's funny, man. I I love that. You know, getting super into like collectible cards and then that translated just because of the world that I was into getting like super into NFTs was a really fun and a great learning experience. Um and it's funny because you think about it now and anyone that's in any way followed NFTs, like most things have gone completely to zero. Like gone, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much a bubble. And, but the cool thing is that, you know, when you do it, not because everyone else seems to be doing it and it makes like a way, it seems like a way to make a quick buck, you know, like that was one of the coolest lessons that I learned because it was like one of those things where like, you should really only invest in things that you understand. And I never got caught up with like all the crazy NFTs. Like literally I was just, you know, Gary B's project because I believe in him and I believe in like what he was putting behind it. And the fact that he, you know, was going to go all in on building the IP for these things. And similar to the dot-com boom where, you know, there was all these 
dot-coms and it was a bubble and it burst, but still like the Amazon.coms of that time, like emerged, like the real projects emerged. VFriends has continued to be like one of the only ones that is still valuable and doing well. And there's still the third year of VCon coming up next year, which is if you're an NFT holder, you're able to go to the last day of the conference. So that was a cool lesson. And and I guess a, a, a moment where I was like, Hey, like it is true. Like if you invest in things that you understand and only that, and you don't get caught up in the FOMO, um, you know, it tends to be a good, good advice to follow when you're getting in stuff like that. So just a lot of valuable lessons learned from getting into that side project. And I think that that's, that's the other thing that I think is, is worth thinking about when you're thinking about, you know, whether it's a business venture or a side project is even if you can't make like a bunch of money off of it, but you can learn something from it. It's super valuable, super valuable. And there's something really cool about even if you can like break even and learn a bunch of skills, it's so worth it. Right. Like the farm is a good example of that. Like, I think that all said and done now that we've like considerably downsized and sold a bunch of animals, sold a bunch of the equipment that we have, the milk machine, all that good stuff. I think that at the end of the day, like we came close to like breaking even on everything that we put into it. You learned some the, skills and dude, the amount business. of skills that yeah. we learned, the fact that now we could literally like any food that we need to raise or grow, like we know how to do it. And it's cool. It's cool to think back that we like gained all those skills and we, you know, didn't have to necessarily like pay to gain those skills. Right. You kind of like, if anything, get paid for it. So I think that that's another way to look at getting into business ventures and so on. Dude, for sure. I think finding things, you know, about is good. I've, I've just, I have definitely gotten into stuff that I don't know much about, but because like a friend knew it or, you know, it just seemed interesting or maybe the money just seemed super exciting. And each time I think I've done that, I, I think I've lost every time. Like I invest in a brewery, gone. I invest in this other guy, gone. Land in Idaho, gone. Pancake batter mix, gone. I mean, I could I could name off countless ones. The pancake batter mix. Dude, but dude, I'm telling you, man, anytime you're looking at it just for the coin, you don't know about it, but you're just doing it because a friend says you should, shame on me. But each one of those times I have learned. So for that, I am grateful. And it's helped me with NC Fit. And it's helped me with what we're going to be doing with Train Hard. It's because... All of those experiences, you know, from, from, you know, starting the company at 21, here I am at 38, man, I've learned a lot that experience and school couldn't have taught me those things. I had to lose to, to win, right? I had to go through those things. Otherwise it just doesn't make, if you're, if you're always winning, you can't really learn from those, you know, mistakes or, or hurdles. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's right. That's right. Lessons learned all the time, man. So you own land in Idaho? I, I bro. So I did when I was, <laughs> so I did. And then, uh, it went like bankrupt. This was like back at, uh, in college, in college, I bought land with some friends in Idaho. That was not, a, we were supposed to do construction. It never happened. Ah, yeah. Lessons why, learned why, though. Why I bring it up? Why I bring it up? Valuable yeah, lessons learned. That's right. You brought it up. All right. Well, Another good Q&A episode, guys. If you want one of your questions answered on the podcast, we really have we, we have a lot of fun with these. Make sure you're subscribed to the Never Zero newsletter. You'll find the link for that at the bottom in the show notes. And then you can reply to any of those emails, anything that prompts a question, and we'll try our best to get it answered on the podcast here. Until next time. All right. <laughs>